You're listening to Pigeon Radio Australia on 88.3 Southern FM, The Sounds of the Bayside, Melbourne, Australia. Introducing our Pigeon Radio Australia presenter and executive producer of the show, Ivan Ponti. Good morning and welcome to another edition of Pigeon Radio Australia brought to you here on 88.3 Southern FM, the sounds of the Bayside. And this morning on Pigeon Radio Australia we have some fantastic uh, stuff for you. We've got a great media check that's got some very interesting stories on pigeons and pigeon racing even in the Ukraine war. So we'll hear more about that. And we've got something about Mike Tyson as well. So we'll hear about that as well. We've got some sad news. One of the great legends of Australian pigeon racing has passed away. And uh, we've got an interview about that and uh, also a tribute to the man. And we'll hear more about that later on. Lots more for you today on Pigeon Radio Australia. So stay tuned to 88.3 Southern FM, the sounds of the Bayside. And on with the show. Stop the pigeon, stop the pigeon, stop the pigeon, stop the pigeon, how? Jab him, jab him, jab him, grab him, stop that pigeon now. And once again, I'd like to say good morning to my good mate here, Mr. Tony Barbara. Hello, Tony, how are you? And welcome again to Pigeon Radio. I'm good, Ivan, and good morning to you, and good morning to all the listeners, and good morning to everybody around the world. Yes, and how's your birds, Tony? Well, birds, as I said last week, they still molting very heavily. Mm. They are molting they very heavily. They go through the molt heavy. Yeah, and this weather's very funny, isn't it, yeah. too? Mm. So, Anything else you got to tell us? Well, I reckon that's about it, eh? That's about it, all right, mate. We'll get on with the show and uh, we'll be back after this break. And here's a young lady that hails from Tasmania. And I thought we'd open the show with our musical interlude with a a lady because uh, this week it was International Women's Day on Tuesday. So um, 
I thought we'd open with a woman. And here's a, a young lady that uh, hails from Tasmania, and it's Gina Timms with a song called Your Reputation Talking here on Pigeon Radio Australia. Radio Australia annually supports the Royal Children's Hospital Good Friday Appeal. We have raised over $30,000 in the past eight years that Pigeon Radio Australia has been broadcasting its weekly program. 2022 is no different. Once again, commencing on Sunday the 3rd of April 2022, there will be 12 lots of top quality racing pigeons listed for auction via the Greater Melbourne Pigeon Federation auction site. We have this year set a target of $20,000 that we would like to raise. If you would like to donate a bird to the Royal Children's Hospital Good Friday Appeal, 
please contact program producer Ivan Fontion 0424531111 or Tony Barbara on 0435-494-133 or alternatively email your information to info at pigeonmedia.com.au Pigeon Radio Australia is extremely proud to support the Royal Children's Hospital Good Friday Appeal and are happy we can donate some money from the Pigeon Fraternity of Australia to help sick children. Please donate a pigeon to the appeal wherever you are and support the Royal Children's Hospital. There's more than enough to share To give them tender loving care Come on, dig a little deeper And give that they may grow For all your pigeon requirements, head to Thomastown Produce and Pet Supplies. We make our own range of pigeon carry baskets, bird breeding cages and boxes. We're one of Melbourne's largest suppliers of quality seed, feed and more. You'll find health supplements, minerals and grits for pigeons and other breeds. Visit Thomastown Produce and Pet Supplies at our retail shop in Apex Court, Thomastown or phone 9464 2439. Southern FM Sponsor. Keep your pigeons healthy with Applied Nutrition Australia, number one for all-in-one bird supplements. Tummy Right for Pigeons is a nutritional supplement for racing pigeons to support proper functioning of the gastrointestinal tract. The Applied Nutrition range of products is made in Australia and sold factory direct to you. For top quality products formulated by Australia's leading animal and avicultural nutritionist, visit appliednutrition.com.au. Southern FM Sponsor. Your one-stop produce and farming supplies. Tara Meat. We get racing pigeons racing, horses racing, cattle and poultry feeding. All racing pigeon products and supplements available. We also have live poultry sales. Tara Meat stock feed and farming supplies. 1227 Holden Road, Tulin Vale. Open seven days a week. Telephone, Peter, on 0484-340. Southern FM sponsor. Natural Pigeon Products are the Australian distributors for Rhonefried Pigeon Products. Rhonefried, a German-based company, is a leading manufacturer of world-class, premium, European racing pigeon products that will help you maintain your racing pigeons' inner health all year round. Contact Natural Pigeon Products on 035981000 and pigeonvitality.com.au Southern FM Sponsor We live in a great country in great local communities like yours but did you know one in six Australian children live in poverty? Through no fault of their own right here there are children living in poverty every day deprived of what they need to keep up in school and struggling to learn many give up on their education Donate to the Smith family and give the extra learning support every local child deserves to fulfil their potential. Search Secure transmission for your ears only. <clears throat> Good day. Today, more than 110,000 Australians live with a blood cancer. Your mission, should you choose to accept it, is to join the Leukaemia Foundation and a crack team of registered shavers from around the country to kick blood cancer's tush. We call it Mission Possible. Sign up to shave at worldsgreatestshave.com. This ad will now self-destruct.
This is DDZ, your captain speaking. Tune in every Wednesday at 2 p.m. Travel the world, musically speaking, from the Eiffel Tower to the Rialto, from the Colosseum to the Pyramids, from the London Bridge to Golden Gate. Tune in every Wednesday, 2 p.m. for International Caravan with your captain, DDZ. G'day, Josh Gatt, host of Bluestone Sounds, a show about live music and emerging acts. If you're a night owl like me, I'd like to very warmly invite you to come and hang out on your Friday morning, Thursday night. That's right, Bluestone Sounds Midnight Edition. Playing the risque stuff I can't play during the light of day. That's midnight till 3am on your Thursday night, Friday morning. You're listening to Pigeon Radio Australia. Broadcast from Melbourne, Australia, on 88.3, Southern FM, The Sounds of the Bayside. Stop the pigeon, 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 how? Jab him, jab him, jab him, grab him, stop that pigeon now! You're tuned to 88.3 Southern FM, The Sounds of the Bayside, and you're listening to the only sporting racing pigeon radio show in the entire world, and that's Pigeon Radio Australia. Our website at Pigeon Radio Australia is pigeonmedia.com.au. The Southern FM website is southernfm.com.au. Go and check it out. There's a lot of good podcasts on the Southern FM website. And don't forget... For Pigeon Radio Australia, we podcast via the Podbean network, and you can go to the Mr. and Mrs. Google machine and look up Pigeon Radio Australia, and you'll find our podcast. So if you can't listen to the show live, you can always catch up with us on our podcast. And right now, we have some very, very sad news for racing pigeon flyers all over Australia. They knew this man very, very well. Uh, unfortunately... Uh, he passed away uh, last week, and uh, I'm talking about one of the legends of Australian pigeon racing, one of the legends of Australian long-distance pigeon racing, and that was John Yates. And uh, we send our condolences and sincere sympathy to all his family and friends. And just to let everybody know, his funeral will be on Friday the 18th of March 2022 at 10am and it will be at the Lapine Funerals in Eltham. That's 848 Main Road, Eltham. So if you would like to go and pay your respects to one of the greatest legends of Australian pigeon racing and long distance pigeon racing, John Yates, Friday the 18th of March 2022 at 10am at the Lapine Funerals in Eltham, 848 Main Road, Eltham. And uh, this morning, I'm lucky enough to talk to one of his uh, good friends uh, who wrote an article about John and about his jackpot win with the uh, $100,000 race. And I'm talking about Michael West. So uh, we're going to talk to Michael West right now here on Pigeon Radio Australia. 
And at the moment, I've got Michael West online, who was a very good friend of uh, the late John Yates. And I've just got Michael on the line to uh, say a few words about John, because they were pretty good friends. Michael, how are you? Welcome to Pigeon Radio again. And uh, would you like to say a few words about um, the late John Yates? Yes, thanks, uh, Ivan, for the opportunity just to say a few words about uh, um, John Yates. uh, um, in, in terms of pigeon racing, um, obviously uh, the legacy that John's left behind um, uh, it will probably last uh, in the annals of p- pigeon racing, particularly in long-distance racing. Um, uh, he held uh, the, the record in the VHA for the number of 500-mile wins, but more than that, it was... Um, um, his capacity to encourage other pigeon flyers to in, engage in the sport. Um, he always had a smile on his face. He was always very, very positive about um, a pigeon racing game, and um, uh, it, it, he, he never. He was one of those blokes who he would talk to young kids or, or, or flies that had been in the game for a long time and, and always spoke positively about pigeon racing and he had a genuine love for pigeon racing since the day he started and I think uh, he was 16 years of age when he won his first VHA Fed race. So um, it, it's uh, been a very sad occasion, obviously, his passing and... Um, um, but uh, I know I spoke, I speak on behalf of all um, the pigeon flies and also uh, his close friends and, and people within the, the VHA and, and across across Australia that um, um, we're going to miss um, his contribution to pigeon racing, but also um, him as a person. Um, I've yet to hear of anyone speak a bad word about John Yates and uh, in the in pigeon racing, that's a pretty rare thing, and uh, yeah. I think that um, that uh, that speaks volumes for the sort of person he was. And uh, um, you know, it's been a, I've always considered a privilege to be uh, um, to be one of his friends, and and I know that <coughs> quite a lot of fanciers that he was very close to have been quite shattered by his passing. And um, but uh, he will leave a legacy behind and. Uh, if um, future flyers can follow his pathway um, and also the way he spoke and treated people, I think um, we'll be a better place for it all. Yeah, well, I met him a couple of years ago. Me and Tony Barber went and tossed our birds and we met him on the highway when we were racing on the northeast track up on the Hume Highway. Uh, I think it was pretty Sally uh, we met him and Mm. um, he, he, he commented to me and he said, wouldn't it be great, Ivan, if we could get all the feds together on the one truck and we all transport together and everybody's together? He said, that's a dream of mine, you know, and I still remember those words to this very day. Yeah. Oh, yes, and and it's important to realise that, you know, John was obviously very greatly influenced by um, by Doug Ince and, and also Godfrey Stevens, who were, uh, you know, passionate about long distance racing and um, they were more concerned about um, um, 
racing against all flies, against the very best and testing themselves under all conditions. And I think that, um, you know, he, that was always a passion of him because he always believed that um, um, if you were good enough and you got good enough pigeons that um, at some point in time you, you could win races pretty much from any distance. But certainly um, his passion for long-distance racing at 500 and 600 and 700 um, you know, they were racing 700-mile races and getting multiple pigeons home at a time when a lot of flyers were struggling to get them home from 500. And, um, that, that was his his genuine passion, and, um, you know, he, he certainly uh, he was extremely successful at 500 miles, but people forget uh, the, his record in 700 miles, and not just in winning races, but in getting uh, uh, high, high placings in, in a lot of those races. So... You're right, Ivan. Um, you know, he always saw that uh, um, that pigeon racing, um, the stronger the competition, uh, the better you had the opportunity to prove the, the quality of pigeons because um, it was always about the pigeons for him, not about the personalities. Yeah, yeah. And um, also, I've also featured your article that you wrote about the jackpot win for the $100,000 race, and uh, yeah. that was a highlight in his life, and I think he was very happy. And and thank God that he did that and, and, and completed that feat before he yep. did pass away. Yeah, look, it, it's, it's, you know, um, look, it's been a privilege that I've had a small contribution to, to his his career, and it... Um, he, he was able to take some of the birds that um, I had given him um, and others um, and turn them into champions. And, uh, you know, I know, the story of him um, uh, rearing that pigeon that won the $100,000 race as a baby and and, and uh, putting a, 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 an eyedropper to feed it because it was sick as a baby and it was several weeks before it even jumped up on a perch and that pigeon turned out to be a cockbird that won the $100,000 race, being the only bird on the night. Um, and that was a measure of his ability to um, get pigeons right and uh, he just had a, had a masterful eye for detecting what a good pigeon really looked like and he was extremely patient in his build-up of those races. But, yeah, you're right. And, um, and the last probably the last 10 years where he was – and when he went into retirement, he, he won that $100,000 race. He won three 500-mile races. He probably should have won the 600-mile race if he got that pigeon down from the tree at, at, at 11.15 at night. And, uh, and um, But uh, it, it didn't matter. Um he always shook the hand of the person that won the race, and he was always positive about um, uh, and and polite about uh, how he treated people. And uh, and more than being a pigeon fancy, he was just a really, really good person. Yeah, and the look on his face when he's holding that pigeon when on the night of the announcement that he did win the race, he was a pretty happy man. And uh, I'm so happy that he, that he had that happiness in his life. And and uh, and 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 completed that feat of of winning the first hundred thousand dollar race that was raced in in Melbourne. Yeah, yeah, and, and in such spectacular fashion, and and getting forth the next morning with a with the the, the hen um, 
whose sister bred money bags. So um, <laughs> it was a pretty special result. And I, 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 I remember fondly, but my wife doesn't get the phone going at, at half past 12 and in the morning ringing up and saying, Westy, you wouldn't believe what's happened. I've got one. And, and the same when you had the pigeon in the tree, it's in the 600 and uh, ringing at 11, 12 o'clock in the morning, <laughs> 12, 15 in the morning. <laughs> and, uh, and, and I'm thinking, oh, stop it, Yates, you're making me sick. <laughs> no. No, look, it was um, very, very exciting. And he, it, it was great that he had that at that success at that time um, um, because, you know, the old timers know, you know, in the, in the 70s and 80s when he won those 500s against, you know, four, five, six thousand pigeons, um, they were extraordinary feats. And um, for him to repeat those again um, in the latter half of his, the latter part of his um, career was, was fantastic. And, um, um, you know, uh, people like uh, fancies like John Yates don't come along very often. No, and I think he'll be sadly missed by all pigeon flyers because I don't think there's a pigeon flyer in in Melbourne that didn't didn't know of John Yates, and yeah. uh, he was a real he was a gentleman, and uh, he, it's a sad loss. Uh, do you know yeah. anything about the funeral details? Or and I'll no, I, I don't at the moment. But what will happen as soon as. Um, they made uh, public when the family organise it. Um, we'll, we'll make it uh, make the information available on the on the different websites. I know on the VHA site and the WPF and uh, the other pigeon forums that are on. So we'll certainly circulate it as soon as we know that because um, I know that uh, a lot of people would yeah. like to pay their respects. Exactly. Um, I, look, I'd I'd like to go and pay my respects because I met yeah. him a few times when we were tossing our birds up the highway and he was a great man to just 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 stop on the side of the road and talk to him yep he he, he would share his knowledge um and um he was one of those people that um acknowledged that um he often said to me westy it's half ass and it's half class and he he really <laughs> believed that that you, you, you know you needed you, you, you needed good pigeons, but you also needed, um, you know, things to go your way. And um, over a long period of time, he, he was successful and, and probably won some of the great 500-mile races in, into Melbourne. And um, and uh, he'll always rem- be remembered for that. And those of us who've been fortunate enough to get some of these pigeons uh, over a period of time and those people that brought the pigeons at his sale um, will um, obviously... Uh, be rewarded by um, some good results from those pigeons because I know the, the quality of the pigeons that he had. So um, yeah, but um, and, and, the, and the last thing is that obviously his friends were all quite shocked by it, and I know um, uh, Godfrey Stevens, who John and Doug were, um, you know supported and maintained and and promoted long distance pigeon racing in 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 Melbourne particularly uh um Godfrey um, was obviously very upset by the passing of John even though we knew he was very sick it was still very sad to hear and uh, um yeah uh, um we'll have to um look forward to this season and uh, race our pigeons and, and think of John when we come to the 500 mile race and Hopefully we can emulate his um, his results. 
Yes, Michael, thanks very much for uh, coming on the radio and expressing your thoughts about John Yates. And uh, I can hear in your voice that it's very hard for you to speak about him as you, yep. were, you were good friends. And, uh, yep. yeah, it's a sad loss to, uh, I think, lose another legend of Australian yep. pigeon racing. Yep, yep. No, absolutely. I've done Dorsto's words completely, Ivan, and thank you for the opportunity for, to speak about John. Thanks, Michael, and thanks for your time today. Good on you, Ivan. Thanks very much, mate. Thanks very much, Michael. And right now we have a tribute to John Yates. He, he did a few appearances on Pigeon Radio Australia. Firstly, when he won the $100,000 race, the first ever $100,000 race that was run by Pigeon Racing Victoria was won by John Yates. And uh, he did a great interview for that. So let's listen to uh, the late, great John Yates when he won the $100,000 race. I'd like to uh, welcome to Pigeon Radio, one of Victoria's top flyers uh, for many years and winner of the Vic Cup, John Yates. Welcome to Pigeon Radio, John. Good evening, Rod. Now, mate, I want to know what it was the feeling like, firstly, to win um, the <laughs> first ever $100,000 first prize and part of 195000 but... That win for one race, that type of what prize money, what's it like, mate? Well, it's just unbelievable. It's like winning Tats Lotto, I guess. I mean, you, you know, you go into these things, but you don't think you're going to win. But bugger me dead, it happened. It's fantastic. <laughs> now, now, you clocked the bird um, just after 11. Can you tell us a bit of a story how you even, you know, why did you persist to go out and have a look at, at that time well, of Well, uh, you know, it's, it was similar to a 500-mile race at that time of the year. And I always wait till about midnight, cause, uh, just in case one sneaks in. And um, I went out about 10.30 and it was pretty cold and I thought, no, nah, we're not going to get them today. Uh, and I turned the loft lights off and I left the spotlight just in the middle of the lawn and I locked up the loft because I wanted the others to rest, you know, for next week. Yep. And uh, then I went inside and I went to sleep in front of the telly and... Uh, I woke up about 12.30 and I went outside and the moon was out. It was very bright. And I was walking past the loft and just in the corner I've got an inserted sort of a landing board. I couldn't see it as I walked out because on, on blind corner. And bugger me, Dad, there's a pigeon sitting on the brick which was locking the trap. And uh, I said, well, don't panic because we were racing Tasmania and I still ate out and quite often you'll get a late one that comes in or something, you know. So I walked over there. And I just picked the pigeon up and bugger me dead, it had a ring on it. I, just, <laughs> I instantly went into shock, <laughs> went over to the clock and I thought, shit, I've got one. <laughs> <laughs> and I rang Godfrey, Stephen, every, rang everyone up and uh, look, it was just unbelievable, mm. you know. And did you get them all out of bed? Sorry? Did you get them all out of bed, all these guys? Got them all out of bed and um, <laughs> I, look, I was pretty tired up till then. I was pretty dopey when I walked out there because I... <laughs> I thought, gee, I'd better go to bed. It's up past 12. And, uh, but after that, I could not sleep all night. Yeah, jeez, yeah, uh, I wouldn't be Godfrey sleeping Stevens either. couldn't sleep, and everyone I rang couldn't <laughs> sleep. <laughs> it was just one of them unbelievable instances with pigeon racing. That's why we all go in them. Uh, now and then uh, something does one of those unbelievable performances, you know. Just You just can't work it out. Mm. Now, now, can you tell us, I've seen the bird, obviously, on... on Basket. Uh, yeah. I actually, when pre presenting a clock, you have, you have to be yeah. the birds. It's only a small little blue bar cock. Um, looks like a hen, yep. really. Can you tell us about it? Yeah, well, look, he's um, he was a lovely little pigeon, and uh, I put the rings on me, mainly me 500-mile, me distance pigeons, because I thought, well, 
where I live short in the VHA, that time of the year, uh, there's not as much light and it's going to be very similar to a 500. And if they're going to get into Melbourne, you know, I'll take a chance and I'll ring me distance birds and take a chance on the day because if it's a north wind, I'm pretty well buggered. And um, bugger me dead, all the, <laughs> all, all the cards <laughs> fell in the spot. Well, I've got a south wind. Uh, I'd rung the right pigeon. He was a uh, half rubber to be 500 mile winner the year before at 8.20 at night and uh, yeah, I don't put any, somehow he found the loft, I don't know. Now what, what's <laughs> the breeding of it, John? Look, he's, he's nearly totally the old um, distance family that me and Inchy and Godfrey and Jeff Weaver um, race. Yep. His great grandmother on one side is half hoop and that's the only uh, import in him. Yep. So he's bred for distance. He's, uh, his grandmother's Jeff, Huber, uh, Jeff Weaver's 600-mile fed winner at 12.30 the second day into a head when a smashing hen, and mm. I always loved her. And he, one year, he, a couple of years ago, he said, I've got two eggs off her at the end. I said, I'll take them. So this pigeon's mother is with that egg. Yes. And um, the, the cock itself, which is bred now a 500-mile winner in the world by Andrew Winner, the... Um, uh, the, the, the winner yeah. he's uh, his mother got 12 sped 500 at 8 o'clock at night the only one I got on the day and look he's just got all my old 500 mile birds in, in the background there's, there's nothing else in him a little bit of Wickham through Jeff Weaver and Barnsley's pigeons yes and um, yeah n- yeah, no, no imports in but just a teensy winky bit of hooving in now, now, what was the story about when you caught the bird? I'm going to go back to that because I forgot yeah. about it. Um, where did you put the bird after that? <laughs> well, look, it was freezing cold Inside. out there. And he was, he's a tame little pigeon because I, I, I shaved him from rota, which is yeah. another story, unbelievable. You want to tell that and one it was first? That cold what happened? Out there. He sat in my hand. He's quite tame. Yeah. And uh, I gave him a drink and a, few, a little handful of safflower, and I put him inside and left the heater on all night in a basket because <laughs> it was pretty... <laughs> It was bloody cold out there. <laughs> now, about this rotor, um, you, when you, he got really crook with rotor, didn't he? Yeah, look, he, um, when I got the rotor, one died, and he was the next worst one. He looked pretty crook. I actually put him in a single pen, and I thought, bugger, I'll try and stake this pigeon. He's got a $100 ring on him, and I like him. And uh, I hand-fed him for about three or four days with a syringe yep. and uh, with a bit of that... Um, Parrot mix you can mix into the water. Yes, yes. What yep. Walker told us to do. Yep. And I gave him pro back and I put the half a dozen pellets down his throat every day. Yes. And I thought, well, he'll probably be dead in the morning, but every morning <laughs> I come out and his little eyes opened up and I thought, this little bloke looks like he wants to live. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I put some um, padding on the floor in the single pen uh, to keep him warm. And uh, bugger me dead, he sat on that floor for three weeks. He couldn't fly up. Yeah, true. And then uh, after about a week, he started eating a little bit, and then he ate more and more, and he seemed to like the pellets. They must have digested good. And, um, you know, the long and short of it, he sort of came good after about four weeks. I picked him up. I thought, oh, his body's come back. So he was absolutely thin as thin. You know, yeah. like he hadn't eaten for weeks. <laughs> and uh, he came back up again. So I thought, well, well, give you a go, buddy. So I put him in the loft. Let him fly around for about two weeks, and then I just joined him into the tosses. I took him easier, like I gave him a toss and missed the next couple, and then gave him one. And he'd had three races, and mm. 
the race before, I'd sent 50 as my 11th bird to the loft. And, uh, yeah, unbelievable. I picked him up on the night. He handled absolutely beautiful, real buoyant and round and no weight. And yeah. I patted him on the head. I said, well, buddy, good luck. We, you, know, <laughs> you made it through the rotor, but I didn't feel confident because of that problem he had. Yes. And bugger me, daddy had... He had uh, Different idea. He bloody did it. So yeah. Yeah. now you 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 were involved with your syndicate on this, wasn't you? With this, with yeah, yeah. Birds? I mean, involved uh, involved with the guys from Gippsland. Yes, and there's four of them in it. So they, they take the, they bought the rings. Yes, and I said, well, I um, I'll put them on my best pigeons and um, I'll train them. So that, that's so you they, the way that race works is. Um, the, and you also picked up fourth, so you picked up what about nine grand there for fourth? Was Look, it? I don't, I haven't seen the prize money I yet. About, I, don't know, I think so about nine thousand yeah, for, for fourth. So wait, wait. So people might, may not know how it works out. So the purchase yeah. of the ring, they get fifty percent, and That's the flyer right, yep. gets fifty percent. So they'll they'll share roughly, you know, fifty. Well. I'm sure it's fifty-four and a half grand. Uh, the boys down there, so yeah, they were very happy. We we, uh, we go for coffee in the morning, which you come up now and then, Rod. Yes. And, uh, yep. uh, Errol had rang up. He's the main one in the syndicate down there, and uh, he rang up the shop, and we had pig- little cut-out pigeons hanging off balloons, and <laughs> chocolate cake, and that was really good. Yeah. Well, ne- I- Neville Stone zoomed in on the chocolate cake. He was gobbling that down. And- <laughs> Uh, yeah, it was a really good day. So, and uh, Errol paid for everything. So yeah, good. yeah. Well, if people don't know the the they call it the coffee club in in, in Montmorency. Yeah. A lot of the flyers come together every Saturday morning. And, yeah, well, uh, look, it's really years good, ago, it? old Dougie Inch, my mm. old hero, I started with, and we used to all meet around Inchies on Saturday mornings, mm. and uh, we talk about pigeons there. Like I, I'd be down there on basket at night till two o'clock in the morning. No wonder my wife left me. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> and you know, he's just enthralled on pigeons, and he just he just loved them, and he, he uh, trained us for years and years, and we just looked at pigeons and spoke. So when he passed away, I said, well, look, let's meet at the shop just around the corner. Yep. And uh, and we'll talk about pigeons still. And, uh, yeah, got going. There's quite a lot come now. Anyone can come who wants to. And, um, yeah, it's pretty noisy in there, though. <laughs> yeah, well, they, well, they've got their own dedicated you know. room, haven't they? Their own dedicated room to keep all the pigeon blokes yeah, away from the Yeah, they go with a little room out the back to lock us in, so there's a bit of swearing and yelling and shouting going on in there. <laughs> and uh, we've got people come up from Gippsland, and Johnny Van Beers comes up from <laughs> down where he lives, and, uh, yeah, people just come from everywhere to, yeah, to come and have a coffee from up there. Yeah, they come north, south, east and west, don't they? Yeah, so it's a good, uh, good little atmosphere, and... Um, yeah, it gets pretty rowdy because we've all got different opinions on weather and pigeons and what's going to happen and, you know, as as you know, pigeon flies. <laughs> uh, look, I must admit, it's since I got out of real estate, it's been a chance I can go with myself and it's really good yeah. um, popping down there and, you know, for an hour, hour and a half and, it, and you go do your thing. So it really is good. Yeah, no, it is good. We all get together and talk about the coming race that day and... Uh, what happened last week and who won and who failed and why we did this and why we're tossing and who's doing what. So, yeah, that's, yeah no, it's very, very, very good, yeah. It is. Well, uh, again, congratulations, John, on, on a fantastic Thanks, win. Thanks, Rod, and, yeah. No, it was just uh, unbelievable and, uh, yeah, to pull it off was just, you know, just incredible. I can't believe it. Well, you're now in the record <laughs> books of the first one to win the Vic Cup. Yeah. 
Well, that's right. Let's hope we have it in another couple of years and some other lucky bloke gets a big thrill like I did because it was yeah. – it's just you, – you'll never forget that for the rest of your life. You oh, know? no. And, and getting out at night too was just unbelievable. Oh, look, I've had a few over the years in the dark and it's the biggest kick you ever oh, get yeah. is when there's nothing around. It's pitch black <laughs> yeah. and a pigeon just comes out of the darkness or something, you know. Amazing. It's just, yeah, it it's is. just the best. <laughs> well, again, thank you, John. Take care. We'll, okay. we'll catch up on Saturday. Well done, John. No problem. Good Thanks, on you, John. See ya. See Bye. ya, mate. Bye. Bye, boys. Uh. I remember you. You're the one who made my dreams come true. A few kisses ago. I remember you You're the one who said I, I love you too Yes, I do, didn't you know? I remember too A distant bell And stars that fell Like the rain out of the blue Ask me to recall the thrill of it all. Then I will tell them I remember you. I remember too a distant bell and stars that fell just like the rain out of the blue. me to recall the thrill of it all, then I will tell them I remember, tell them I remember, tell them I remember you. Your reward is to watch their faces glow. Pigeon Radio Australia annually supports the Royal Children's Hospital Good Friday Appeal. We have raised over $30,000 in the past eight years that Pigeon Radio Australia has been broadcasting its weekly program. 2022 is no different. Once again, commencing on Sunday the 3rd of April 2022, there will be 12 lots of top quality racing pigeons listed for auction via the Greater Melbourne Pigeon Federation auction site. We have this year set a target of $20,000 that we would like to raise. If you would like to donate a bird to the Royal Children's Hospital Good Friday Appeal, please contact program producer Ivan Fontion 0424531111 or Tony Barbara on 0435494133. Or alternatively email your information to info at pigeonmedia.com.au. Pigeon Radio Australia is extremely proud to support the Royal Children's Hospital Good Friday Appeal 
and are happy we can donate some money from the Pigeon Fraternity of Australia to help sick children. Please donate a pigeon to the appeal wherever you are and support the Royal Children's Hospital. There's more than enough to share To give them tender loving care Come on, dig a little deeper And give that they may grow For all your pigeon requirements, head to Thomastown Produce and Pet Supplies. We make our own range of pigeon carry baskets, bird breeding cages and boxes. We're one of Melbourne's largest suppliers of quality seed, feed and more. You'll find health supplements, minerals and grits for pigeons and other breeds. Visit Thomastown Produce and Pet Supplies at our retail shop in Apex Court, Thomastown or phone 9464 2439. Southern FM Sponsor. Keep your pigeons healthy with Applied Nutrition Australia, number one for all-in-one bird supplements. Tummy Right for Pigeons is a nutritional supplement for racing pigeons to support proper functioning of the gastrointestinal tract. The Applied Nutrition range of products is made in Australia and sold factory direct to you. For top quality products formulated by Australia's leading animal and avicultural nutritionist, visit appliednutrition.com.au. Southern FM Sponsor. Your one-stop produce and farming supplies. Tara Meat. We get racing pigeons racing, horses racing, cattle and poultry feeding. All racing pigeon products and supplements available. We also have live poultry sales. Tara Mead stock feed and farming supplies. 1227 Holden Road, Tulin Vale. Open seven days a week. Telephone, Peter, on 0484 340. 551 Southern FM sponsor Natural Pigeon Products are the Australian distributors for Rhonefried Pigeon Products. Rhonefried, a German-based company, is a leading manufacturer of world-class, premium, European racing pigeon products that will help you maintain your racing pigeons in a health all year round. Contact Natural Pigeon Products on 03-5998-1000 and pigeonvitality.com.au Southern FM Sponsor Hi, I'm Natalie Armat from NITV. Sunday, March 27 is Neighbour Day, a national celebration of community. It brings together people from next door, the local community and even online. It's a day that reminds us why having strong social connections is not only good for our own well-being, but also for the well-being of those around us. But the real strength is in knowing that Neighbour Day isn't just one day, it's every day. Find out how you can get involved at neighbourday.org. I know fire. I know that burning embers from bushfires can travel 30 kilometres, lighting new fires in seconds, like the one that burnt my house down. I know extreme fire danger ratings or above aren't announced often, but when they are, you need to be ready. Check the Vic Emergency app daily and be prepared to leave early. How well do you know fire? Plan, act, survive. Go to emergency.vic.gov.au. Authorised by the Victorian Government, Melbourne. Do you know you can listen to Southern FM through your smartphone? Just download the free TuneIn app and search for Southern FM. Hi there, it's me, Graham the Garden Gnome. If you want to know everything about where I live in your garden, listen in to Molly's Blooming Hour every Saturday at 
4pm, only here on 88.3 Southern FM. <laughs> This is DDZ, your captain speaking. Tune in every Wednesday at 2 p.m. Travel the world, musically speaking, from the Eiffel Tower to the Rialto, from the Colosseum to the Pyramids, from the London Bridge to Golden Gate. Tune in every Wednesday, 2 p.m. for International Caravan with your captain, DDZ. Pigeon Radio Australia, here from the studios of Pigeon Media in Melbourne, Australia. This is the only devoted Pigeon Radio show in the world. Tune in live worldwide via our website at www.pigeonmedia.com.au. Stop the pigeon, 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 stop And you're tuned to Pigeon Radio Australia here on 88.9 Win FM, the sounds of the Bayside. And it's time for our weekly media check. There's some interesting articles. And we're going to do this media check before we break for the news, the uh, Southern FM National Radio News. So let's have a look what's in the media this week about pigeons. And this is an interesting article coming out of the war from Ukraine. Now, <laughs> pigeon racing and the war in Ukraine, you didn't think that uh, it could mix, but yeah, here it goes. Market community helps Ukrainian pigeon keeper go home to fight Russian army. A quiet and unassuming Ukrainian pigeon keeper will return to his homeland to fight the Russian army after leaving his flock in the care of Norfolk's poultry community. The man aged in his 50s and living in Lincolnshire is a regular visitor to the poultry markets at Swaftham Racetrack and Hollywell Row near Middle Hall. He contacted auctioneer Fabian Eagle to say he needed to sell his birds because he felt compelled to help defend Ukraine from a Russian invasion which has already claimed the lives of relatives and friends. Mr Eagle said he has found temporary homes for the flock of around 200 exhibition pigeons, including looking after some himself. So they will still be here for his client 
when the war is over. This is not a phone call I should be receiving in the 21st century, said Mr Eagle, who is also a Norfolk County Council member for the Brex. He told me I have to go. It is my country. I have already lost friends and family. It just brought all of his home to me. He has been coming to the markets here for about 10 years, but I don't know him well. He would be in his mid-50s and he's a quiet, unassuming guy and very modest. It is unbelievable to think there are people in our community like this and this is what they are prepared to do. It has knocked me for six. It is incredibly selfless. Mr Eagle said he didn't want to sell the pigeons but he has offered to rehome them instead with the help of the region's pigeon fancying community. This would have been his hobby, his passion, he said. It has probably helped get him through COVID and given him friendships that have helped him get established in Britain. To think he is giving all those comforts up to go and defend his homeland, it is difficult to, be, to comprehend. He has got British citizenship, but in case anything happens, he has sent me proof of his ID and a copy of his passport. Hopefully, I will see him at the auction this week before he goes. Meanwhile, other members of the market community have donated money totalling almost £300, including euros in cash, so he can help Ukraine's civilian army to buy supplies. They need medical supplies and apparently they are all trying to buy walkie-talkies because if you are in a block of flats, you need to communicate with the other civilian volunteer soldiers, said Mr Eagle. While pigeons can still be sold at auctions, poultry cannot due to the restrictions aimed at preventing the spread of the bird flu, said Mr Eagle. What an interesting story that is. And isn't it a shame that that, that gentleman has to uh, leave England where he's settled from the Ukraine and leave his birds behind to go and defend his homeland Ukraine in this terrible and disastrous war, stupid, senseless war that Vladimir Putin has uh, instilled on the people of Ukraine. It's just shocking what's happening and uh, I'm not very impressed with it at all. It's it's terrible. And if anybody out there in the community can help or if you get in touch with any Ukrainian community people in uh, in Australia, they will need supplies. So, uh, you know, send them some tins of food or some clothes. And as you heard, they need walkie-talkies. So if you can buy a pair of walkie-talkies and try and get them over there that'd be a good thing but uh yeah get in touch with the ukrainian community in melbourne and in australia for the people outside and around the world and help these poor people out because they are really suffering at the hands of this senseless war that this tyrant vladimir putin has instilled on these poor people now right now it's time to break for the Southern FM National Radio News and we'll be back after the news with some more interesting media articles that have been on the internet this week. I've got an interesting one that we'll hear after the news about Mike Tyson and kissing a pigeon. And uh, he's telling people that why are some people against pigeons? He just can't see why they are. So after the news, we'll uh, hear a little bit of... Uh, 
Mike Tyson and his pigeons. So now stay tuned for the Southern FM National Radio News and we'll be back with more of Pigeon Radio Australia after the news. Catch you then. You're listening to Pigeon Radio Australia on 88.3 Southern FM, the sounds of the Bayside, Melbourne, Australia. Stop the pigeon, 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 stop the to the only sporting devoted racing pigeon radio show in the world and that's pigeon radio australia our website address at pigeon radio australia is pigeonmedia.com.au and check out the southern fm website because it is a great little website southernfm.com.au and we've got some stories here uh we're going to continue on with the media checked as we had to break for the uh national radio news but uh we've got a story here again about mike tyson and uh, Pigeon featuring Watch Mike Tyson Kiss a Pigeon and Send His Own Flock of Beloved Birds Flying in a Bizarre Video. Mike Tyson has showcased his immense love of pigeons once again by sharing a video kissing one of his winged pets. The 55-year-old has been smitten with the animals ever since he was nine. Now, in a video shared to his Instagram account, Tyson is seen handling a docile white bird Iron Mike shows the pigeon off to the camera before leaning in and smacking a kiss right on the animal's beak. But the company of just one pigeon wasn't enough for animal lover Tyson. The self-proclaimed baddest man on the planet then moved inside and was joined by a whole flock of them. He smiled and chuckled as he smiled around amongst the pigeons, moving his arm to send them flying around the room in front of him. Tyson is no stranger to showing off his feathered friends to fans online. Back in 2020, he posted a video of himself relaxing feeding his pets ahead of his exhibition bout with Roy Jones Jr. He has always had a love for pigeons and revealed that it was the honour of one that drew his first punch as a 10-year-old. He said in the past, the guy ripped the head off, off my pigeon. This was the first thing I ever loved in my life, the pigeon. That was the first time I threw a punch. I have loved pigeons since I was nine. They were my escape. I was fat and ugly. Kids teased me all the time. The only joy I had was pigeons. And here's another article on the same same uh, same subject. Boxing legend Mike Tyson kisses a pigeon. I don't know why people find it funny that he's kissing. People with pet dogs kiss their dogs and cats. I've seen it. So I don't know what they find funny about kissing a pigeon. But anyway, boxing legend Mike Tyson kisses pigeon as he pays emotional tribute to birds I love. The 55-year-old boxing legend recently shared a video compiled of several clips with him and the pigeons at his home that he cares for and races. Boxing legend Mike Tyson is known for his love of animals and wildlife, but most notably pigeons. 
The 55-year-old recently shared a video compiled of several clips with him and the pigeons at his home that he cares for and races. Tyson was filmed holding and kissing his pigeon before showing a clip of him letting his hundreds of winged friends out for their coop. He captioned the clip, I love these birds. I and Mike's love for pigeons developed growing up in New York and he started collecting the birds at a very young age. He told Tony Robbins, I've always had pigeons my whole life since I was eight, nine years old. That's just what we do in Brooklyn, New York. We fly pigeons. I don't know why, but that's just what we do. Having great birds gave you respect and stuff. And I was a little kid. I wanted to have respect like the big guys had. But I didn't realise you had to be big to get the respect. As anyone who has visited New York will know, there is certainly no shortage of pigeons in the city. But not many residents may have connected with the birds in the same way that Tyson did. The former heavyweight champions was often pictured kissing the birds throughout his career and would meet up with pigeon fanciers, those who keep pigeons when he wasn't training. There are some remarkable stories involving Tyson's love of, love of stories from dumping girlfriends to actually having his first fight because of a bully harming his pigeons. However, the most jaw-dropping tale involved a bin man being on the receiving end of one of Tyson's famous knockout blows. One morning I woke up and found my favourite pigeon Julius has died. I was devastated and was going to use his crate as my stickball bat to honour him, said Tyson, who finished his career with 44 wins by knockout. I left the crate on my stoop and went in to get something and I returned to see the sanitation man put the crate into the crusher. I rushed him and caught him flush on the temple with a titanic right hand. He was out cold, convulsing on the floor. Oh, mate, Mike Tyson, what you do for pigeons. Uh, I'm going to try and get Mike Tyson on this program one day. I'm working on it. We'll see what we can do. And we're going to break for another song. And here's another Australian band from Victoria. They're called Jetty Road. And they've got a great new song that's on the top 40 list at the moment. And it's Jetty Road. And here we go on Pigeon Radio Australia. Here we go. And Jetty Road. Here we go, jumping in the deep end. I remember packing my car and leaving home, chasing my dreams into the great unknown. Didn't check the review to see my mama wipe a tear. I was putting life into another gear.
Natural Pigeon Products are the Australian distributors for Rhonefried Pigeon Products. Rhonefried, a German-based company, is a leading manufacturer of world-class, premium, European racing pigeon products that will help you maintain your racing pigeons' inner health all year round. Contact Natural Pigeon Products on 035-998-1000 and pigeonvitality.com.au Southern FM Sponsor your one-stop produce and farming supplies. Tara Meat. We get racing pigeons racing, horses racing, cattle and poultry feeding. All racing pigeon products and supplements available. We also have live poultry sales. Tara Meat stock feed and farming supplies. 1227 Holden Road, Tulin Vale. Open seven days a week. Telephone, Peter, on 0484-340. Southern FM sponsor. Keep your pigeons healthy with Applied Nutrition Australia, number one for all-in-one bird supplements. Tummy Right for Pigeons is a nutritional supplement for racing pigeons to support proper functioning of the gastrointestinal tract. The Applied Nutrition range of products is made in Australia and sold factory direct to you. For top quality products formulated by Australia's leading animal and avicultural nutritionist, visit appliednutrition.com.au. Southern FM sponsor. For all your pigeon requirements, head to Thomastown Produce and Pet Supplies. We make our own range of pigeon carry baskets, bird breeding cages and boxes. We're one of Melbourne's largest suppliers of quality seed, feed and more. You'll find health supplements, minerals and grits for pigeons and other breeds. 
Visit Thomastown Produce and Pet Supplies at our retail shop in Apex Court, Thomastown, or phone 9464 2439. Southern FM sponsor. From St Kilda to Clayton, you're listening to 88.3 Southern FM. Hi, I'm Vanessa Lowe, long jump gold medalist and world record holder. When I was 15, I was waiting to catch my train. In a split second, my life changed. As the train arrived, the crowd surged forward. I was too close to the platform edge, lost my balance and fell into the path of the oncoming train. I was in a coma for two weeks and it took two years to walk again. So please, stand back, look up and stay rail safe. Želite li okusiti Hrvatsku? Ugodite Hrvatskom glasu. S Maricom Čok. Hrvatska glazba. Vijesti i čet. Svakog ponedjeljka od 22 do 3 sata. Upravo ovdje. Na 88.3 Južna Jepren. Zvukovi uz obalu. Monday is from 10pm to 3am. Tune in to Croatian Voice with Marica Čok. A taste of Croatia with Croatian music, news and chat. Right here on 88.3 Southern FM, the sounds of the Bayside. This is DDZ, your captain speaking. Tune in every Wednesday at 2 p.m. Travel the world, musically speaking, from the Eiffel Tower to the Rialto, from the Colosseum to the Pyramids, from the London Bridge to Golden Gate. Tune in every Wednesday, 2 p.m. for International Caravan with your captain, DDZ. You're listening to Pigeon Radio Australia on 88.3 Southern FM, the sounds of the Bayside. You're tuned to 88.3 Southern FM, the sounds of the Bayside, and you're listening to Pigeon Radio Australia. Website address, www.pigeonmedia.com.au and the Southern FM website, southernfm.com.au. And we had a bit of a tribute to Johnny Yates, and I'm going to make this announcement once again if anybody would like to go to Johnny Yates' uh, memorial funeral. You can go on Friday, the 18th of March, 2022, at 10am, and it has... It is at the Lapine Funerals in Eltham, 848 Main Road, Eltham, at 10am. So, hope to see all you pigeon fanciers. I know me and Tony are going to venture our way over there to pay our respects to Johnny, because he was a really good bloke, and uh, he he deserves a good send-off. So, uh, let's all get together as pigeon fanciers and go to uh, Lapine Funerals in Eltham, 848 Main Road, Eltham, on Friday, the 18th of March, 20. 2022 at 10am to send our good mate Johnny Yates off. 
to that loft in the sky. And right now I've got a little bit more of Johnny Yates when he uh, he actually called us one day in the studio. We were discussing long-distance racing and whiz-bang, he was on the phone ringing us up. Uh, so let's have a listen to a little bit more of tributes to Johnny Yates. Yeah, I just, um, just uh, remind your listeners that um, the VHA 110 uh, from Mount Hope on the 2nd of October... Uh, we've now um, uh, dragged out the cut-off, the first cut-off date to the first of August. Mm-hmm. Gee, uh, that's it was right. the first of June. Yeah, but we had a we had a meeting when we invited some of the other um, feds along, and actually Joe Denaro, our old mate Joe, he suggested we put it out until after we all get together at the um, basketing centres and we start racing, which we mm. thought that's a pretty good idea. Mm. <laughs> So we've uh, we, we've uh, pushed that out to the first of August. Even though in the Pigeon Journal, which just come out, they've actually printed the old one. So uh, that's not correct. It's actually mm. the first of August now. Will be the first cut-off date uh, for the hundred dollar per entry, mm. and then between then and the first of uh, September, you can still get in at one hundred and fifty dollars for a late entry. Right. So uh, that's something uh, we've still got plenty of time to get into it. Yeah. Um, yeah, so, uh, you know, the race is, um, for people who don't know much about it, the race is open for members of the VHA, VPU, Greater Melbourne, WPF, VPO and Geelong Flyers. Now, that that's uh, the person who's got to be registered in one of those fed rations and the birds have got to be registered in his name. Mm-hmm. But that doesn't stop um, somebody, say, interstate or country or even overseas uh, who's got a friend in one of those associations to do a deal with that friend to put his birds in that race and maybe he'll pay the money and they go 50-50. Like I've just done with some of the guys from um, down, down uh, the bottom there, like I did last year. So hmm. they, they've paid for 10 birds just recently and I'll put another 10 in and if I clock one of their 10, which I'll tell them on the night which numbers I'll give to them, uh, I'll go 50-50 with them on that. So people outside those federations can still go in it as long mm-hmm. as they know someone in that fed and they can do a deal between their friend and themselves. Mm-hmm. So uh, That's a good idea. Uh, any, anyone can get in. So it's only, only 100 bucks an entry and... Uh, you know, you might win 110 grand. It's a pretty good, pretty good gamble. Well, you, you're experienced <laughs> at that, Johnny. You you won 100, 100 grand, didn't you? Last well, that's year? exactly what I did last year. <laughs> all um, from Gippsland and the boys, uh, they paid for the. I said, look, uh, leave. I'll have my. I'll put the rings on my pigeons. You pay the money. Well, I paid the money for them. Hmm. We paid the money in, and um, we went fifty fifty, and they won fifty four grand, and I did. So, now, now the rings, the rings on the birds have got to be. 2018. Yeah, the, the 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 only factor is the rings have got to be a 2018 ring. Mm. Doesn't matter what fed it is or where it comes from, as long as it's a a young pigeon, 2018 rung pigeon. So don't forget that on the night, mm. because um, when you bring your birds down, you might have a, a real fit two-year-old, and you forget and bring it down, it won't be able to be put in the race. It's got to be a 2018 ring. So don't forget that. Mm. Um, we're basketing uh, probably at the Union and the VHA rooms mm-hmm. and it'll be a Monday night basketing for a Wednesday liberation Yep, and that'll be on the 2nd of October. Uh, that's just sort of so we don't clash with any other feds and that, you know, mm-hmm. and mm. they're basketing and whatever. So that's what we've got that running at midweek. Um, 
And your what contact number in case they need uh, some details or need to know anything? Yeah, well, uh, look, the the entry form is on the VHA site. Yep. You can download it um, or you can you can actually send it straight off to Bob Stuckel on, on the bottom of the entry form. It's his, his address down the bottom, his email address. Or if you want to, you can just print it off and post it in. Uh, and, and also at the same time, um, EFT your money uh, into, into our uh, VHA 110 account, which is on that entry form. Mm-hmm. So yeah, as long as you're in one of those feds, you don't have to send your entry form in and wait for an answer whether you're accepted. You will be accepted. So send your entry form in and your money, and then Bob Stuckel will match them together and then send you back a reply on an email. Oh, yeah, John, John, it's right here. That's right here, mate. Um, did, yeah, right. You, did you breed off your $100,000 hen uh, to get some youngsters <laughs> for this race? <laughs> <laughs> well, I, everyone wondered him. I gave away about five, but, <laughs> but uh, he was a cockbird. And, a cock yeah, bird, I have yeah. got some in. Well, it's their fit on the night. I might send them. Who knows? Well, you well know? imagine that. A, a 100000 winner produce another 100000 Oh, I think they'd winner. be rubbing me out there. That'd be it. <laughs> well, mate, they'll swab you then. <laughs> that'd be a bit hard to believe. <laughs> hey, funny things happen, mate. Well, happen. you never know. You never know. Maybe yeah, if yeah. you give, uh, maybe if you give those birds that you bred off that bird the road of Oris, then they'll probably win it again. Well, see? yeah. Well, <laughs> well, look, I can't explain how that all happened. That was a big. That was a story in itself. Yeah, it is. And uh, yeah, it was unbelievable. So yeah, if I can do it with a little cockbird like that, and uh, anyone can, if you're in it, you got a chance. <laughs> well, I tell you what, I saw that cockbird at, at the VPU there. You had him on display, and he—he's yeah. he, a wonderful-looking bird. He really is. He's a lovely little boy pigeon, but he, you know, he's—he's. He's, uh, well, yeah, I, look, I, I know, had someone. I had someone. I had someone say to me, "He looked like the owner." <laughs> Did he? <laughs> well, I don't know how to take that. I'm not too sure. <laughs> He's a throppy little bugger. He keeps whacking me with his wing every time yeah, I go well, pick I him like up. The owner, well, that's because you, you probably haven't given him a reward. You've got the fifty-four grand, and he's waiting well, for something. Well, that's right. Yeah, I took him over to the union there on the on the open day, and uh, yeah, he, he he was strutting around there. He looked like he, he liked it, you know. He did like it. I think he likes the attention. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, yeah and I heard you singing, Ivan, and uh, it was pretty good. I couldn't believe it, actually. Oh, thanks. That was rather good. Yeah. Thank you very much. The volume could have been down slightly. You know, but oh, you blokes with the hearing aids, you've got to turn them down. Yeah, we're getting a bit old, you know. <laughs> yeah, that's right. I'm an old man too, but I like to listen to music. You know, I like to listen to yeah. the music, you know. No, uh, it was good. It yeah, was very, very good. It was a really good day. Yeah, it was. And uh, well, we're going to have Paul on. We all got to see each other when... Uh, I don't think I left till about five o'clock. I no. talking to some of the boys about the old Ricky Rainers and... Dougie Inches and City Moors, Pigeons, and mm. uh, going back uh, for years, which was, uh, you know, brought back a lot of memories for me. Mm. Mm. <laughs> good on you, Johnny. Good, good on you, mate. Yeah, so anyone out there that's listening good today. Good on you, mate. Yeah, so anyone out there that's listening will get you 100 bucks in. and Yes. You never know, you might win 110 grand. And, yeah, uh, you, you've got until uh, the 1st of August, of August now which to, is plenty of time. to get in. Yeah. Yeah. Your numbers and pay you hundred bucks, and then you still got another month for hundred and fifty if someone's away or something. They come back and they want to go in it. So, mm. 
I think that's better and I think you'll get more interest, Johnny, because um, people at the moment are buying chip rings and everything else and that costs a bit of a money to, to get organised. So giving them yeah. a little bit of a breather between that. Well, that's what we thought. Initially we had the 1st of June and we thought July, we thought, oh, everyone's paying their upfront fees and all the rest of it. We'll give it another month. It doesn't really matter. No. Uh, so actually, Joe Donaro thought of that. So that was a bloody good idea. Yeah, it is a good idea. He comes and up with some good ideas. At, at times, he comes up with some good ideas. Mr. <laughs> yeah, <Donaro. that's> at <laughs> times, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So uh, yeah. So when everyone gets racing, they can maybe talk about it and help some people uh, with the EFT and the forms and whatever, you mm, know. Yep. Yeah, yeah. And get them in, and uh, yeah, well, hopefully it comes off pretty good. Now, is there any information on the internet? Because you said the journal's got the the, the, the old date, but has, has the new date been published anywhere? Um, look, I think it has. Well, it's definitely fixed up on the, our site and everything. Mm. Oh, well, that's all so right. So all they can go to the VHA the... website and they can get information from that. Yeah, if you just uh, go down on the right-hand side, it's down the bottom, you see a picture of a VHA 110 and mm. Mount Hope 350. You click on that, yeah. uh, and, and then a, right down the bottom that says you want to download the entry form. Oh, good. Excellent. And also all the race conditions are in there. Excellent. So, very good. So you can print it off and you can either post it in, uh, send your money straight away and then um, Bob will match them together Yep. and then send your confirmation saying that we've got it. We're you're in. It. You're, you're in. Yeah, good on you. So All that's right. good. That's <laughs> great. Thanks very much, John. And uh, There's one other, one other little thing. Yeah, go for it. Tomorrow night on um, at 8.30 oh, on, yes. se- the on 7 Mate. Yeah on the Outback Truckers, they're, they're doing a short film they did on one of our races last year. Yes. So, uh, yes, we actually that might be interesting yes, for your we, listeners to have a bit of a look at that. Charlie actually announced that straight up at the start of the program. Oh, great. Yeah, that's good. So, yeah. Johnny yeah. wasn't listening. He was out He was out in the loft with his $110,000 bird winner. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. Yeah. Well, he just reminded everybody. There you go. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, it's good. Yeah, good on you, mate. All right, thanks, okay, John, well, and we'll catch up again. And, uh, yeah, we'll hopefully it all comes off good and we'll all have a good season this year and everyone's... Yeah. Tossing madly at the moment, and uh, you know, yes, uh, a lot of them are starting off in a couple of weeks. And uh, let's hope we can. Let's hope we have some good racing here. Yeah. Have some good races. Yeah. <laughs> we have too many problems. <laughs> good on you, mate. All right, thanks, mate. Okay. And we'll catch up thanks. again. See you thanks, later, thanks, boys. Bye-bye. See Across Melbourne, this is eighty-eight point three Southern FM. <laughs> anyway, we've we've got. Hang on just a minute. We've got a caller on the line. Hello, who's on the line? It's Johnny Yates there. Oh, how are you, Mr Yates? <laughs> yeah, I'm listening in. That, oh, that's good. Now, now, just before we keep going on this discussion, um, last week we had you on to talk about the $110,000 race. Can you please just give us the updates on that first? Yeah, well, I was, I was uh, got, got talking about the distance stuff and I had to go into a meeting and I had to go. But... Uh, yeah, look, we've, we've opened up the um, time frame to the 15th to the $100. Uh, yeah. And even after that, I suppose, we'll accept people who come in late. So uh, we've given people a chance to go. We're not going to go yeah. to the 150 you know. So uh, if you want to get in uh, as soon as you can, the definite cut-off is going to be the 1st of September, which will be one month before the That's race. That's pretty good, yeah. And we're, the race is being held on the 2nd. We couldn't change the date. So we'll work out the clock reading and whatever. We've got some plans on that, so that'll be okay. The people in the hmm. in the Western Federal Union are basking for the 600, I think, on the night on the day we clock. 
So um, yeah, we work something out there so we can read their clocks and I'll come and get them or something and take mm. the page down or whatever. So we'll work that out. We couldn't change the date. Um, uh, Bobby Circle's going back to America and a few other things. We just couldn't get around it, you know. So um, yeah, so uh, yeah, if you want to get into it now. We had a meeting on Friday, and we've got up around ninety thousand bucks in the kitty. Ooh, gee, that's gone up a heap, hasn't so it? They, they've all come in on the last couple of days before oh, we ended it, oh, and uh, so the first prize will definitely pay fifty-five grand. Ooh, and um, uh, we're working. We're going to have twenty prizes. So we're trying to check them up fairly high, and uh, yeah, everyone's going to get a prize down to twenty. So, now, do you want to give out a phone number, Johnny, if somebody's interested in putting some birds in, they can call somebody or...? Well, they can call me. Okay. Yeah, 0457. Yep. Right now. 0457 407 0437 yeah. 0457 407 407 8038 yep no worries 038 yeah, yeah. 038 yeah um, now if you go to the VHA site the, the um, if you go down and click on the little VHA 110 picture mm. uh, you can print off your entry form you can my phone numbers on there Bob Stuckles and um, you send in the form. The form's nothing really. It's just got your name and address and who you are and how many, yeah, yeah. How many birds you're going to enter. Yeah. And, uh, you know, if people can't send that over. I can do it while they're on the phone, you know, for mm. them and I can send it from there. So, That's fantastic how you've, how, how you've extended the, the entry until the first... Well, of well we don't want to knock anyone back and the more more we get in, the more price Yeah, of course. Up. Yeah, that's a good good way so of thinking. it's turned into a pretty good uh, race. It was looking a bit sick there a few months ago, but... It's not sick now. At the last minute. <laughs> yeah, not sick now, so that's all right. Now, listen, we're having a, a long... This, we've got John Shear on the line, Joe Denara on the line, Tony Mack yeah, on the yeah, line. Yeah, I've heard it. Very good, yeah. Yeah, now, what do you look for in a distance pigeon? Well, like the other two said... Um, they they got to have it in their pedigree, in their background. Um, that helps a lot. Now, um, when I started flying in the 60s, and you know we're trying to get birds home from the six and the five and the 700s. Um, as far as just looking at a pigeon, they got to be fairly light framed because they've got to stay in the air longer. So they don't want to be carrying any bulk. Uh, so generally, they're lighter frame with like a swallow. You know, mm. <laughs> fly all fly for three weeks. Uh, not a lot of body. Yeah, um, wing theories and that are nothing. I've had little. My best distance pigeons were little, little light frame pigeons with square heads and short little wings. That mm. didn't make any difference. Mm. But I have uh, over you know, recent years, I, I do like them with those longer flights and you know, and they wing too. But um, like Joseph, there's no there's no pattern for them. Mm. But generally, the bird's got to fly longer, so it's got to be nice and light frame when you're sending. It's got to be super thick. You know? mm. It's got to be the one you look at in the lot and go, shit, doesn't that one look good? Mm. You know, so then, and if it's got the background behind it, there's a good chance that the pigeon you might clock. You know. Mm. Um, so, then- so, yeah. Across Melbourne, this is 88.3 Southern FM. <laughs> anyway, we've, we've got... 
Hang on just a Ruth. minute. We've got a caller on the line. Hello, who's on the line? Uh, Johnny Yates here. Oh, how are you, Mr. Yates? <laughs> yeah, I'm listening in. That, oh, that's good. Now, now, just before we keep going on this discussion, um, last week we had you on to talk about the $110,000 race. Can you please just give us the updates on that first? Yeah, well, I was, I was uh, got, got talking about the distance stuff and I had to go into a meeting and I had to go. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, look, we've, we've opened up the um, time frame to the 15th to $100. Uh, yep. And even after that, I suppose we'll accept people who are coming late. So uh, we've given people a chance to go. We're not going to go mm. to the 150, you know. So uh, if you want to get in uh, as soon as you can, the definite cut off is going to be the 1st of September, which will be one month before the That's race. That's pretty good, yeah. And we're, the race is being held on the 2nd. We couldn't change the date. So we'll work out the clock reading and whatever. We've got some plans on that, so that'll be okay. The people in the hmm. in the Western Federal Union are basking for the 600, I think, on the night on the day we clock. Hmm. So um, yeah, we work something out there so they can read their clocks, and I'll come and get them or something and post hmm. the there or whatever. So we'll work that out. We couldn't change the date. Um, uh, Bobby Circle's going back to America and a few other things. We just couldn't get around it, you know. So um. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, if you want to get into it. Now, we had a meeting on Friday, and we've got up around 90000 bucks in the kitty. Ooh, gee, that's gone up a heap, hasn't so it? So they, they've all come in on the last couple of days before oh, we extended it. Uh, and uh, so the first prize will definitely pay fifty five grand. Ooh. And um, uh, we're, working, we're going to have 20 prizes, so we're trying to get second up fairly high. And, uh, yeah, everyone's going to get a prize down to 20. Now, do you want to give out a phone number, Johnny, if somebody's interested in putting some birds in, they can call somebody or...? Well, they can call me. Okay. Yeah, 0457. Yep. 0457 0457, what was it, 837? Uh, 0457 407 438 838 yep no worries 038 yeah 038 yeah um, now if you go to the VHA site the, the, um, if you go down and click on the little VHA 110 picture mm-hmm. uh, you can print off your entry form you can my phone number's on there Bob Stuckles and um, you can ring one of us and mm. and uh, you know it's got all the details on there mm, no so you transfer your money in you send in the form. The form's nothing really. It's just got your name and address and who you are and how, yeah, many, yeah. how many birds you're going to enter. Yeah. And, uh, you know, people can't send that over. I can do it while they're on the phone, you know, for mm. them and I can send it from there. So That's fantastic how you've, how, how you've extended the, the entry until the first... Well, well we don't want to knock anyone back and the more more we get in, the more price Yeah, of course. Up. Yeah, that's a good good way so of thinking. it turned into a pretty good uh, race. It was looking a bit sick there a few months ago, but... It's not sick now. At the last minute. <laughs> yeah, not sick now, so that's all right. Now, listen, we're having a, a long... This, we've got John Shear on the line, Joe Denara on the line, Tony Mack yeah, on the yeah, line. Yeah, I've heard it. Very good, yeah. Yeah, now, what do you look for in a distance pigeon? Well, like the other two said... Um, they, they've got to have it in their pedigree, in their background. Um, that helps a lot. Now, um, when I started flying in the 60s, and, you know, we're trying to get birds home from the 6 and the 5 and the 700s, um, as far as just looking at a pigeon, they've got to be fairly light frame because they've got to stay in the air longer. So they don't want to be carrying any bulk. 
so generally, they're lighter frame with a lot of swallows. You know, mm. <laughs> fly all fly for three weeks. Uh, not a lot of body. Yeah, um, wing theories and that are nothing. I've had little. My best distance pigeons were little, little light frame pigeons with square heads and short little wings. That mm. didn't make any difference. Mm. But I have uh, over uh, recent years, I, I do like them with those longer flights and. You know, and they wing too, but um, like Joe said, there's no, there's no pattern for them. Mm. But generally, the bird's got to fly longer, so it's got to be nice and light frame when you send it. It's got to be super thick. You know? mm. It's got to be the one you look at in the lock and go, shit, doesn't that one look good? Mm. You know, so, then, and if it's got the background behind it, there's a good chance that's the pigeon you might clock, you know. Mm. Yeah, um, so, then- yeah. Now, I, I know that I know that Johnny Yates is in favour of that because I met him at a toss point one day. Me and Tony were tossing our pigeons and Johnny was there and we started talking to him. You're in favour of getting everyone together, aren't you, John? And how, do, how are we going to do that? How are we going to do that? Well, I'm trying to do it. Uh, first of all, you've got to get everyone thinking the same way in all the feds. Most of the general flies, when you talk to them like we are tonight, they all agree. Mm. Uh, same thing happens every year. We all go to our different meetings in the feds and we all program a line of flight and we all program bloody different points. And then we all program the starting date of, and the dates from the 400 on and we all have different dates. So it never happens, you know, because we're slightly in a different spot and we're slightly on a different date. So, But we all get together for the national. So why can't we mm. do it? for the two fours and the five and the six. There's mm. no reason really, but you've got to do it at the time of the year when you're determining your schedule and your line of flight. So this year in the VHA, we just moved a bit of a change so we can get our line of flight out earlier instead of in November when everyone's finished racing and forgot about it. If we get it out earlier and send it to the Union in the Western Fed and say, look, this is what we're doing, um, with the potential of going together uh, from the 400s on, um, have a look at your program, see if you can schedule your distance races the same as ours or vice versa, mm. you know? Mm. Because, like I said, it's just a no-brainer. I mean, the National, everyone was laughing at you. We saw that video. Mm. We've got three, three trucks up there <laughs> with about three units yeah, on each It's truck. very silly, you know? And we're supposed now, to be... They, we're supposed to be uh, thinking uh, to save the planet and reduce pollution and everything else we're sending well, up. Well, it, look, it, it takes, costs about four grand to go up there in the truck. Maybe a bit less for some kids, I don't know. But mm. there's $12,000. We could have gone up there for, say, four. Yeah. Maybe a little bit more to get the birds in the right spot to, to, to ship them, you know. So, yeah. so, so um, you've lost $8,000 in one race. Yeah, and that's for all the all people right. in, in Melbourne, not just VHA, everybody. Yeah. So if you do all that right. over four races, that's for like 32,000 we're thrown away. You're listening to your local community radio station, 88.3 Southern FM.
scattered pictures of the smiles we left behind. Smiles we gave to one another for the way we were. your pigeon requirements, head to Thomastown Produce and Pet Supplies. We make our own range of pigeon carry baskets, bird breeding cages and boxes. We're one of Melbourne's largest suppliers of quality seed, feed and more. You'll find health supplements, minerals and grits for pigeons and other breeds. Visit Thomastown Produce and Pet Supplies at our retail shop in Apex Court, Thomastown or phone 9464 2439. Southern FM Sponsor. Keep your pigeons healthy with Applied Nutrition Australia, number one for all-in-one bird supplements. Tummy Right for Pigeons is a nutritional supplement for racing pigeons to support proper functioning of the gastrointestinal tract. The Applied Nutrition range of products is made in Australia and sold factory direct to you. For top quality products formulated by Australia's leading animal and avicultural nutritionist, visit appliednutrition.com.au. Southern FM sponsor. Your one-stop produce and farming supplies. Tara Meat. We get racing pigeons racing, horses racing, cattle and poultry feeding. All racing pigeon products and supplements available. We also have live poultry sales. Tara Meat stock feed and farming supplies. 1227 Holden Road, Tulin Vale. Open seven days a week. Telephone, Peter, on 0484 340. 551 Southern FM sponsor Natural Pigeon Products 
are the Australian distributors for Rhonefried Pigeon products. Rhonefried, a German-based company, is a leading manufacturer of world-class, premium, European racing pigeon products that will help you maintain your racing pigeon's inner health all year round. Contact Natural Pigeon Products on 035-998-1000 and pigeonvitality.com.au Southern FM Sponsor is to watch their faces glow There's more than enough to share To give them tender loving care Come on, dig a little deeper And give that they may grow Pigeon Radio Australia annually supports the Royal Children's Hospital Good Friday Appeal. We have raised over $30,000 in the past eight years that Pigeon Radio Australia has been broadcasting its weekly program. 2022 is no different. Once again, commencing on Sunday the 3rd of April 2022, there will be 12 lots of top quality racing pigeons listed for auction via the Greater Melbourne Pigeon Federation auction site. We have this year set a target of $20,000 that we would like to raise. If you would like to donate a bird to the Royal Children's Hospital Good Friday Appeal, please contact program producer Ivan Fontion 0424531111 or Tony Barbara on 0435-494-133. Or alternatively email your information to info at pigeonmedia.com.au. Pigeon Radio Australia is extremely proud to support the Royal Children's Hospital Good Friday Appeal and are happy we can donate some money from the Pigeon Fraternity of Australia to help sick children. Please donate a pigeon to the appeal wherever you are and support the Royal Children's Hospital. This morning we have enough to share To give them tender loving care Come on, dig a little deeper And give that they may grow This is DDZ, your captain speaking. Tune in every Wednesday at 2 p.m. Travel the world, musically speaking, from the Eiffel Tower to the Rialto, from the Colosseum to the Pyramids, from the London Bridge to Golden Gate. Tune in every Wednesday, 2 p.m. for International Caravan with your captain, DDZ. This is 88.3 Southern FM, the sounds of the Bayside. I had a dream that someday I would just fly, fly away. And I always knew I couldn't stay. So I had a dream that I'd just fly away. You're listening to Pigeon Radio Australia on 88.3 Southern FM, the sounds of the Bayside. And I always knew.
You're tuned to 88.3 Southern FM, the sounds of the Bayside, and you're listening to Pigeon Radio Australia. Our website address is pigeonmedia.com.au and you can catch the Southern FM website at southernfm.com.au. Now, we have on the line from the Western Pigeon Federation in Melbourne, uh, the new secretary appointed for the Western Pigeon Federation, but he'll tell us more about that, and that's Mark Tanalia. Hello, Mark. How are you? Welcome to Pigeon Radio. I'm well, Ivan. How are you? Yeah, good, mate. Uh, tell us, uh, there's a new board in place now. Yeah, well, it's, it's, it's a lot of the people there are still actually the same people. There's only a couple of um, new people on the board now. That's Chris Kasia and yourself. Mm. Um, some of the roles and duties have changed. Obviously, you know, Ray Russell's still president. Um, I'm now in the position of secretary. Um, I'd just like to say all credit to Charlie Abella, uh, Michael Portelli and Alison Portelli. They did exceptional job the time they were there. Um, and, and the work and hard work they've put into it, I think that'll be remembered for a long time. So all credit to those guys. Um, Chris Cash has taken over the treasurer's role. Uh, and then you've got obviously the, the two vice presidents uh, and yourself and just general board members. Now, the general feeling is that uh, there's going to be a few changes at the WPF? Oh, I'm, not, I'm not sure what you mean by a few changes. Obviously, anything that happens goes through the board and is agreed on or disagreed on. Um, obviously, we'd like to sort of look at the future more so than the past and, and try and continue to build on, you know, growing membership, reuniting people so that, um, you know, the, the pigeon, pigeon racing can become more fun and friendly again. You know, in, in the past, it's sort of dwindled off a bit. So that's that's a, the long-term objective. Yeah, that's a good thing. Um, now, what's in planned you've got uh, the breeders plate is not on uh because it was cancer because of the covid and all that sort of stuff but uh there's some people that have kept kept their rings uh they're getting new rings issued for 2023 because the breeders plate will be running 2023 if i uh, if i understand it right but there's going to be a special race this season Correct, yes. So we, the board agreed last year to refund the money for the 2020 and 2021 breeders' plates, um, but offer uh, rings uh, as a replacement in 2023 for those that wanted to carry it forward. Um, what we decided in November was to run a, a WPF open nomination race uh, in lieu of the breeders' plate. That way people didn't have to worry about breeding pigeons specifically for that race. They could just go in their loft and pick the birds on the night that they wanted to send. Um, the, the minimum criteria that we've sort of outlined at the moment, and there's a lot more detail to come which will be published shortly, um, is predominantly that the race point will be the, the 350 mile, which would have been the breeders' plate. Uh, it'll be held on the second Sunday in September when the breeders' plate is traditionally run. Uh, I believe that falls on the 11th of September this year. Um, it's open to the major metropolitan federations, the WPF, the Union, or the VRPU, the VHA, Greater Melbourne, VPO, Geelong, and, and any affiliated organisations with them. Um, the entry will be $50 per bird, and, and all you need to do is nominate the number of birds you want to send and pay for those nominations one month prior to the race date. Um, and then, yeah, pretty much on the night, you, you'll pick your birds and send them off. So, it should so, be so a you don't, race. you just got to nominate how many birds you're going to put in the race. You don't have to actually give the ring numbers, do you? Correct, correct. Mm. The selection of the bird is up to you on the night or the day before whenever you decide to choose your birds. All you need to do is nominate, I'm going to send four pigeons to that race and pay for your four nominations. 
And what's the vision for the what's what's the first prize for that race? What's the oh, listen, for? it's too early to say yeah. at this stage. We, we don't know what what the uptake's going to be. Mm. Um, so w- once we have a bit more of a feel as to what the uptake's going to be, we'll be able to sort of outline that. It's like I said, it's still in its infant stages. Um, we're putting together the, the the information that's going to sort of outline what's involved in it. Uh, and once the board finalises all that, we'll send that out to everybody and, and all the organisations and see what uh, what people think and, and what they want to do, where they want to race it. Yeah. Now, you're also on the Victorian Pigeon Board and you're on the Australian Pigeon Board as well. You've taken up a lot of work this year. Um, what I was going to ask you quickly, um, I think Dr Colin Walker is uh, planning to do some testing for some viruses or something that's going around. Yeah, so what, what happened early on in the piece is there was concerns with birds transferring from state to state for different reasons and there were some outbreaks in uh, different loss, one loss races and individual uh, loss as well. Um, so it was decided that let's try and eliminate things of what could or could not be doing it. Um, Colin was very keen to test for herpes in certain lofts to see if they were, uh, if that was a, the predominant reason for why there were issues in those lofts. So we've put a, a, an email out to as many organisations that we could think of, uh, not only in Victoria but interstate as well, just asking uh, for donations up to 500 if they can afford it, just to support the testing, of the PCR testing for herpes. Um, it may come back that herpes is is not uh, a serious issue and if that's the case then that's a bonus I'm I'm hoping Um, but we really don't know so it's about let's do these PCR tests um, and see what the outcome is I mean obviously with pigeon racing there's a lot of um, you know diseases that could potentially be spread uh, and we just need to make sure we we minimise that spread uh, and, and work towards sort of making sure that in the future when we're sending birds into state or to one loft races or race teams, whatever it may be, that we minimise any chance of spread of disease throughout that process. Now, I know you've sent the email out to organisations to ask for donations, but if an individual pigeon flyer would like to donate something towards this cause, is it possible? Um, I would refer them back to their organisation because the VRPB is an organisation that has membership via the associations. So it doesn't have direct membership with individuals. The individuals are affiliated through their feds, whether it's WPF or the VHA. Um, and then so I would send them back to their organisation. If they wanted to do that, they could donate it through their organisation and then their organisation can send it through to us. All right, Mark. Well, thanks very much. Good luck for the secretary's job in the, on the board this uh, season. And uh, we'll look forward to flying. And uh, thanks for the information that you've given us. And I'm sure we'll catch up again. All the best, mate. Thank you. Thanks, mate. See you later. Cheers. 88.3 Southern FM. Oh, well, Tony, it's come to the end of the program program for another edition of Pigeon Radio Australia here on 88.3 Southern FM, the sounds of the Bayside. So it's cheerio from me and Tony, it's goodbye from you too. Yeah, goodbye and goodbye all the listeners and goodbye to everybody around the world. And we'll catch you next week. We certainly will. Next week here, same time, same station, on the only sporting pigeon racing radio program in the world. That's Pigeon Radio Australia. Cheerio. Stop the pigeon. Stop the pigeon. Stop the pigeon. Stop the pigeon.